You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Worldwide Sports Radio presents Chog Talk. Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. Did you miss us? Hey, everybody. What's up? This indeed is Chalk Talk here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. I am Renee Canales, joined in the studio by our producer, Big Mike Rifkin, and a special guest. You won't be able to see him on the camera, though, because he wants to stay far, far away from the oh, views of the people. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Guido from the Haystack is joining us here today uh, to talk about sports. That's what we like to do here in this, you know. To talk about sports. Yeah, here in this nicely air-conditioned studio. Very nicely air-conditioned. You got to get his, his, uh, his microphone on. It's one of those. Um, nah, not yet. Damn it, Mike. Mike, to the left, to the left. One of those. It's one of them. No, nah. We'll get that on. We'll get him on. But um, just move man, next to what we got, what we got on the docket here is we have <laughs> baseball talk. We're gonna talk about the second half of the baseball season. New York Yankees were in action last night um, against the Tampa Bay Rays, looking to further their lead in the American League East. Uh, now Mike Guido's on camera with me, and I'm kind of nervous. I hate this chair. <laughs> it's the Dude. worst chair in the whole studio. <laughs> um, so we got that. We got the New York Mets playing against the Minnesota Twins. Is that correct? That is Big correct. Mike Griffin. That is correct. Two-game so series, right? Two games tonight, tomorrow afternoon. That's, uh, that's a double loss. Yeah, so. L- listen, I'm going in hoping for the split. Just because of what happened this weekend. But your hopes are to know. I'm that. still... I can't believe I'm going to say these words. Are you still confident that this team I'm can still make a some believer. sort of a run? Yeah. yeah, I'm still a believer. You're crazy for that one. Yeah, you're off your gourd. Yeah. Listen, listen, listen. We know the teams I root for. Yeah, they suck. Yeah. yeah. So I need something to hold me over till October because we know Chosen Rosen's not leading the Dolphins of the Promise. No, they're going to suck but, too. Yeah, yeah, I know. I dealt with that last Last hour, too. <laughs> yeah, they're going to suck. <laughs> so there's that. So I need something to hold me over till Rangers hockey because the Knicks also probably yeah, won't suck. do it for me. Yeah, yeah. They, they'll suck. So I need to believe in this team. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. continue to believe. That, that, that'll get you through. Uh, Listen, the, 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 there's some You know, I wish that my life had that level of optimism. Maybe I'd be a much happier person. Maybe. Listen, let me tell you something. <laughs> With this level of optimism, there's so much stress I put not only on myself, but others around me. Oh, yeah, for sure. L- I'm listen, the same way. I will never forgive my sister because of what happened during the Stanley Cup playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, listen, when it came to the playoffs, I've, I think oh, I've I think told you, told you the, yeah, the, the Stanley stories. Cup final. Was it? We had the Stanley Cup final and yeah. then the Eastern Conference final against the Devils. Yeah. So I'll tell you a quick story. We are on the road to Potsdam for my sister's graduation. Potsdam. Yeah. Damn. In the middle of nowhere. (laughs) Literally. Up in Canada. So, we're driving during Game 3 of the Eastern Conference Finals, Rangers-Devils, 2012. Yeah. Rangers win Game 3. They're up 2-1 in the series. I'm like, all right, cool. Excellent. confident. Got to win two more games. I don't care if it takes six, seven. I don't care. we, We can go to the cup final. We see my sister up at Potsdam. The Rangers lose three in a row and lose it in six games. Son of a... I don't blame... I, I blamed her for that. 
And you always will. I always will. Yeah. So that's the uh, Adam Henrico, right? Adam Henrico. Yeah, bastard. So then, my other sister was getting married down in Maryland during the Rangers Stanley Cup final run in fourteen against the Kings. So the Rangers win game four and not get swept. Obviously, I don't blame my sister for this because game two was a highway robbery because that was goalie interference mm-hmm, on Dwight mm-hmm. King. I don't hold a grudge, though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't hold a grudge. <laughs> I don't hold a grudge. <laughs> I don't hold a grudge. So game five, we get back to the hotel after a, a little uh, pre-wedding party yeah. between my sister's fiancé's family and friends and us. And Ryan McDonough hits the post. Ah, son of a... And yeah, I remember We get that. up to the room, Boy. and Alec Martinez scores son of the a, goal. That, I hold a grudge against that. And, and, and I, turned, I hate that guy, I bro. turned to my brother, and I said, turn off the TV. It's a stupid yeah. trophy. <laughs> <laughs> so then... I, I still can't look at that moment. And, uh, uh, I, 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 can't watch it th- I can't watch it th- through. And then okay. um, the next day's the wedding. So... Did you not go to the wedding? No, I went. I uh, went. So that would have been funny if you didn't we, go. We had to. <laughs> they lost. I'm not going. I'm not going. There was a mall, damn wedding. There was a mall right across the street, so we were going to go get lunch before we had to put on the tuxes and look good. Uh, so in the empty room across, they were doing the my sister and yeah. her bridesmaids hair and makeup. Mm. And my mom turns to me and goes, "Oh, sorry about last night." Oh, damn! I, I said, "Yeah, no." Nah, I said, "I'll talk to you that. when we when we head home tomorrow, yeah, the next day." You can't do so that. So we head home and go. She's lucky. I love her because I wouldn't <laughs> have gotten out of bed otherwise. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can't do that. No, no, no. I, I've had those moments as well. Uh, so like where my fandom gets in the way of. You know, like personal relationships and stuff. Like it, it gets very bad. Like that—that's how. So the way you are with the Rangers, or like let's say the you way you are with the Red Bulls, the, the way Mike Guido is with the Cowboys, for instance. I'm like that with the Red Bulls, right? right. That's like my my Your heart team, and soul. Team. That's my yeah, pretty much. So we had the Derby game on Sunday, Red mm-hmm. Bulls against New York City Football Club, right at mm-hmm. Red Bull Arena, dude. My heart rate was probably at like a 160 the entire game. Oh, it was. Pounding out of my chest. And, like, games like that, I get very agitated with people. So, like, if you're talking to me during the game. Shut up! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stop talking to me! <laughs> you know, but, like, I want to focus on the yeah. game. You know, like that. So, so, the following year, the Rangers in the Eastern Conference Finals against oh, Tampa. I, I don't want to talk about that either. No, no. I, I was with oh, my girlfriend uh, watching it so, at Legends. So, and, yeah, no. Yeah. I, I got, just gotten home in time for game one. So, I get to game seven. And my brother comes out in between the first and second period. Oh, I'm out in the living room. And he goes, do you care if I play video games? I go, can you wait till after the game? I say, it's going to the third period. He goes, yeah, 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 sure. Minute 50, Tampa scores. Game's yeah, over yeah, by yeah. that point. I go, unbelievable. <laughs> so I played each one of my siblings yeah, yeah. for a playoff loss. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, that's It's kind of like me whenever I watch the draft. Like, don't ask my fiance about the draft. Never, ever do it. Or anything about Zion. If I mention the word Zion in my house, I get kicked in the shins. It's just because. Why? Well, because I obsessed over it so much. So, like, oh, here's, okay, I'll tell yeah, you a story. I'll t- I'll, Did you I'll, obsess over it like Speedy obsesses over the Virginia Cavaliers? Yes. So, I'll tell you a story. Story time here. So, <laughs> when the Pelicans won the lottery, right? I was fur- I'm not a Knicks fan. That right? dark day in New York Knicks history. Right. I'm not a Knicks fan. I'm a I'm a Cleveland Cavalier fan. And I didn't even care that the Cavs didn't get the number one pick. 
You wanted the Knicks I, to get the I number wanted one the pick. Knicks to get the number one pick because I thought Zion in New York would well, be the most phenomenal. Especially for guys like us yeah, who are phenomenal. sports talk radio hosts. We could talk about that for a month and it wouldn't get old, right? So the next morning, I am furious about this all night. <laughs> the next morning, I am just I, I, I'm apart. I'm just I'm <laughs> I'm not okay. So I I I swear to God. I'm laying in bed, face buried in my pillow, and my fans just like, "Honey, you gonna get up?" I'm like, face buried in the pillow. No, <laughs> no, go away. <laughs> She's oh, like, boy. "Honey, you're being a little bit of a baby." No, <laughs> no, <laughs> it, it, it gets like that. That no. that's just how it is for. For for us that we love sports so much that it really gets in like between it gets into your personal yeah life, it really man. does it really does it's kind of sad but yeah. when the Cowboys draft I, I I don't even know if you guys know the story you probably do um, when the Cowboys drafted Ezekiel Elliott I oh, was you weren't too happy I was furious yeah you weren't I was happy furious I'm like what are we doing stupid you old me I wanted Jalen Ramsey okay fair so enough. I was I was like because we needed a defensive back in the yes. worst worst way right we already had Romo so I was like all right so Dak was not even in my mind even a little bit yet we already had Romo I'm like we've got Alfred Morris and Darren McFadden why the hell do we need a running oh yeah yeah Yeah. Alfred Morris and Darren McFadden well Darren McFadden ran for over a thousand yards the year previous Darren McFadden hadn't been relevant since he left Arkansas and here's and here's my thing too it's like so I'm sitting there and you know ESPN's got the uh, got the NFL draft desk and everything like this before I was ever on air. It was like, all right, so it's Mel Kiper, it's uh, uh, Trey Wingo, it's John Gruden, and I hear John Gruden. Well, I'll tell you what, man, I I think that uh, the Dallas Cow- you look at the Dallas Cowboy depth chart, man. They they've got Alfred Morris, they've got Darren McFadden, they're loaded at running back. Jalen Ramsey would be the pick for me. I'm just like. I hear you, John. Absolutely 100%. And Lewis Riddick comes out of nowhere. He's just like, I look, I'm not saying the Cowboys are going to pick Ezekiel Elliott, but I know that they've done a lot of work on him. I know that they have really done their due diligence on this kid. I'm like, oh, dear God. Son of a gun. Then Roger Goodell comes out. Ezekiel Elliott. I'm like, oh, my God. I was losing my mind. And then he ends up being you know, top five but, running back but, in Cowboy but, history. To be uh, To be fair with that, though. Let's look at what was it last year when they when they picked Leighton Vander Esch. Leighton Vander Esch. Oh my goodness! Crazy. You wanted Calvin Ridley, right? Oh, right? I wanted Calvin Ridley in the worst way. And, and here's my thing. And this man went bananas. I have a history so of whenever Stephane. I <laughs> what, what, I have a history of whenever I don't like my team's draft pick, it usually turns out to be a dynamite. That, draft oh yeah, pick. yeah, yeah. So like, I hated Leighton Vander Esch. I hated uh, Ezekiel Elliott. I was not a fan of. Um, uh, I'm sorry. I'm skipping on the name. Um, yeah, ben. you weren't happy. I, I was. I was not happy that um, like the Cleveland Cavaliers picked Colin Sexton. I was just. I was pissed. I was pissed. But that's I don't know. It worked a, out. That's it worked out. It worked out for you. Your teams are. I think the only draft pick I liked. From any of my teams since, like, I've been really heavily covering. R.J. Barrett. (laughs) From any of my teams, truthfully, was Andrew Wiggins. That was, like, the only pick that I really, really liked. 
And that didn't work out. And that hasn't worked out. That didn't well, yeah, because we traded him for freaking Kevin Love, and well, no, I got you a title. We got a championship, so I'm not going to. No, I'm talking about even Minnesota. Wiggins is not, you know, he's a 20 point per game guy. Yeah, but but you know what? That's it. Could have been so much. That's a pretty good segue because um, to 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 talk about the NBA, right? And 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 I want to talk about the contract real quick. Ben Simmons got himself a max contract the other day. Oh yeah. And and this is a contract that I feel like the Sixers are just doing because they feel like it's necessary for them to do it, not because they want to. Mm -hmm. I think, like, they're banking on Ben Simmons to continue to improve on the player that he is. Ben Simmons does not deserve a max contract whatsoever. You don't think so? I don't think so. I don't think – I'm not saying he doesn't deserve his money. Which he does, obviously, right? Because he's one of the best players in the world, right? In mm-hmm. terms of, like, he's playing in the NBA. But his game hasn't developed all that well in the sense of offense. Yes, he is. He can, he, he can dish the ball. Mm-hmm. We know that perfectly fine. He can rebound. He can rebound. He can defend. But the kid can't shoot to save his life. And, cool. in, the, and in this league, in the NBA, you have to make your shots. You know how bad it is when dudes literally leave you open behind the three-point line. Wide open. They, they leave, don't even bother to they sneeze They leave them at open him. in mid-range. They leave them open Anywhere. everywhere. Except when he's in the paint. When, when, when he decides well, yeah, to he, drive. Then you got to guard him. Then you got to guard him. But anywhere from, from 13, 14 feet out, the, the kid is nothing. Hmm? You need to be able to make your shots in the NBA. And I feel like the 76ers are sort of putting that money down and saying, we want you to continue to develop, and we want you to develop a shot. That's how I feel about that. Let, let me ask you this. No. Okay. Do you think they chose him over Embiid? Yes. Yes. So yeah. then what Embiid's do you do? Embiid's days are numbered. So that obviously they're going to try to trade him. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not this year. But well, look, I'm not saying for this year. I'm saying maybe I think next they could, yeah. Season. Look, uh, Embiid is great, but he's never healthy. And I'll be truthful. I, I think that I, – I, I talk about this all the time on my show. Philadelphia needed to make decisions. They needed to make choices on who they were going to keep and who they were going to let go, right? So they – Said, all right, we are going to bring Tobias Harris back at one hundred million dollars, which I think is. I, I thought that was a pretty good move. Uh, it's a lot of. It's money a lot of for money. Him. I don't think he's a max I, guy. But no, no, I'm saying no. I'm not, it is a I, lot of money I, I for agree him. With that. But he's a great player. He's, I agree with that. I don't think he's max potential. Mm-hmm. Right. I think he he deserves his money. I'm not saying not. Here's why I disagree with you, though, Renee, because I think uh, I think it's, um, it, you are paying for Ben Simmons four years from now, because. You got to keep in mind, right? He's when you draft more years, when you draft kids in the NBA, right? They are asked right away to become. All right, we need you to average nineteen and nine to become gods in this. Right, we need you to be the savior of our franchise. You need to be the face right there, and that's what Ben Simmons was asked to do. Right, first year in the NBA, didn't play, he got hurt, and then after that, I, I think he had. A very nice next two years in the NBA, right? My thing is, is that Ben Simmons is only 22. He's going to be 23 this next year. 
his physical prime is going to be 27-28 until he's 31-32. And that's when you're going to get the best of Ben Simmons. So if you're, I, if, if you're Philadelphia, you hope for that. Right. And well, that's a, you're hoping the for jump shot thing scares me because like it isn't a thing like what LeBron James was early in his career where he was where he shot the ball just wasn't a consistent mm-hmm. shooter. It isn't like Giannis now where he's a 30% three-point shooter. No, this dude shooter. does not score. He doesn't he scores, he just he doesn't take jump shots. That not He yet. does not take them. And that's the part that scares me. But if Ben Simmons was able to develop at least somewhat of one. And I mean, like, if he was a 30, 30% free throw shoot, uh, three point shooter and was an average mid range shooter. I think you could he, live with that. He'd be a top 10 player in you the could league. Li- you could live he'd with that. He'd be a top 10 player in the league. There are not a lot of 6 10 point guards. There's nah. just not. Right? Mm-hmm. He rare. moves way, really well for his size. And defends the way he does, yeah, and, and it, rebounds the way he does. It's. I think they made the right decision. Look, uh, Ben Simmons, I think, was the guy to pay, not Embiid. Okay, and just it's just because ahead. Embiid's health. I, I'm, I'm telling you. Let, let me throw another question out there about Simmons, no. because you talked about him being 22, 23. We often talk about in college basketball the one and done situation. Right? Is he a guy who may have benefited from another year or so at LSU? No. I don't think so. Okay. Because I think that if usually if you are a guy that spends another year in college, you work on the things in your game that don't exist, right? Ben Simmons has been in the NBA for two or three years now, and he still has the same problem he had when he was a rookie. I don't think that would have changed after one year in college, one more year in college. And, and, and in college, I feel like Ben Simmons was sort of like a force to be reckoned with at that point, right? Right, because he's more, LSU more didn't even make the tournament yeah. that year. So right, they're a bubble team. Yeah, right. So Ben Simmons benefited from the fact that everybody was sort of hesitant to defend him in a sense. So he used and abused people, drove to the rack, dunked it, layup, whatever you, whatever had you, right? Mm-hmm. And the NBA doesn't work that way. Right. If guys notice, you know, minor things in your game that they can expose, well, damn sure they're going to do it. Right. And that minor and that thing is shooting. And they see that you can't shoot, they're going to leave you wide open. Gotcha. They're going to be like, all right, you know what? You come to us because we know you're not going to shoot from out there. Right. And if you do, it's either going to be an air ball or a brick. One mm-hmm. of the two. That's what happens. Which is why I don't think he necessarily deserved all that money at the current moment. Had he developed his game and developed that shot, then, all right, we can talk. But well, up until now, no, but develop well, his game in the sense he, of, uh, well, of the here's, shot. Here's another aspect of this, too, Renee, is that if Philadelphia, let's say Philadelphia waited another year, yeah. right? Yeah. They said, okay, we're going to wait another year, see if you develop a jump shot so we can evaluate whether we can give you more money, Right. If Ben Simmons goes out next year and averages 20, 10, and 5, mm-hmm. now what's his agent say? Oh, you were thinking of paying me 170? Now I want 190. It's that price is good. You might not get what you want after waiting another year or waiting however much longer. He's going to get better as he ages. But He's not a bad young player, just can't shoot. But at that point, right? Because 
you just said it before. Joel Embiid might very well be counting down his final days in Philadelphia. So you don't have to worry about paying Joel Embiid. You can pay Ben Simmons. Yeah. Well, you right. can't lose both of them, I think is yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. Right. So you're going to keep one or the other. Right. One of them is going to get you the other. And you're going to want to take Simmons just because Embiid can, can't stay healthy. Okay. Let me throw this out there because you chose Simmons. You're throwing a lot of things out there, I'm today, th- Mike. We talk a lot about with the Lakers and how they like shoot LeBron like shooters around him. Mm-hmm. Same thing about Philly is you could build the teams very similar. And w- which, built, they, which they did. They built through a shooter. They Tobias had J.J. Reddick, Tobias Harris, well, that's Jimmy Butler. The, that's the guy to me who's a major loss. It was J.J. J.J. Reddick. Oh, absolutely. But I think they did a pretty good job in bringing in another, uh, a person who could really shoot the ball in, in Al Horford. Yeah. I think they sort of. There's more of a pick and pop yes, there game But there. J.J. Reddick was. A huge loss. It's a lot of size and a lot of clogging in that paint, though. That's a lot of. It's a lot of man to go around. Yeah, that's that's my thing. Is like Horford and Embiid could work, but it's such a cluster of big bodies. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot of floor spacing. There's just like Horford can shoot, but you're not rushing to the three point line to guard Al Horford. You know what I mean? Like you are no, because if you do, then you risk him. Going around you and driving to the hole. Like, Al Horford is that type of player. Al Horford is that type of player that doesn't mind driving. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't mind shooting the mid-range or shooting from the outside either. Mm-hmm. Al Horford is that type of player. Which and is why just I, a winner. Which is why I think that's a, that's a hell of a move by the 76ers. They saw Al Horford available. They knew J.J. Redick was gone. I thought that was a good move to make at that point. And if MB gets in foul trouble and you want to play a little bit smaller, you pl- obviously play Horford at the five. Mm-hmm. That's Philadelphia. For I don't you, know. Man. I, I, look, I, born I just, and raised in the playground is where I spent most of my days. <laughs> I don't know. I look. I, it could work. I, I had look the, when I had Ray Anzelowitz on my show, who's my NBA guy. That he's he's picking Philadelphia to be the early favorite for the finals. Ooh, he thinks that's that, strong. that he thinks that that roster is loaded. That's strong. So I look, it, I, I can see it Who's just because pick? the NBA is going to be so balls in the turby. air. But when's the last time we were able to say that that the NBA was so up in the air with these teams? A long time ago. Long, long time. Long time ago. Not in the last ten years. Not in our decade. Not in this decade at no. all. None. No. That is incredible to even think about. And we're also going to get into the duets in the NBA now, right? Huge. Huge trade. That's two huge trades by by OKC in the last, what, week and a half? I love what OKC's doing. Two huge trades by OKC, right? We all know Mm -hmm. about the Paul Paul George deal Uh to the LA Clippers. But they also traded Russell Westbrook, who was... The foundation, I guess, the, the only thing that was left of that foundation that moved to OKC when they had James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Russell Westbrook, right? Ibaka, That's, too. Ibaka. Nick who Collison. Is, well, Nick Collison retires. Hey, <laughs> good old, I yeah. scored six points a game in my career, Nick Collison. Got his jersey they, they retired, retired. Yeah, I was about to say, they retired his jersey, too. <laughs> Yeah, that's like the cash retiring Zadrunas Ilgauskas. No, no, that's disrespectful. Nah, you're right. you, Big you, Z was great. You I love retired Big, Z. Big Z's number, bro. I love the Big Z. Zadrunas Ilgauskas. That's the name that, that I, was I was going to hear today. Instead but of hey, look, that's like, look, uh, the Cavs aren't going to do this, but that's like retiring Anderson Varejao's no, number. You don't no. retire his number, you retire his hair. 
Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, nobody's allowed to have Anderson. I, you know what? I actually really liked Anderson Varejao for he was a solid while. For you guys. He really was. He, he really. I was a big fan of Anderson Varejao. No, I was a big fan of his hair. I think we all were big yeah. fans of the hair, but. He's inspired me to do what I do with my hair. <laughs> it's still coming. It's still coming. It doesn't You're working stop on growing. it, buddy. You're working on it. Yeah. But, yeah, so when we come back from break, we're going to talk about uh, the Russell Westbrook deal over to the Houston Rockets, what, what that means for Houston moving forward now, right? They got Russell Westbrook and James Harden back on the same team together. Chris Paul's out the door. Still waiting to see what's going to happen with him, whether he's actually going to stay in OKC mm. or he's going to be moved or waived, or whatever it is that they're going to do with him. We'll see what happens. But, yeah, we're going to take a look at the Western Conference. we got a bunch of teams with two superstars now. Oh, it's going to be fun. Oh. This curly-haired NBA... plateau. Nice. I like that. High five for that one, buddy. <laughs> we'll be back the curly-haired plateau. <laughs> Dude, we're about to be thunderstruck. Oh, wonderful. Love it. <laughs> I was just listening to that song on the way here, Oh, too. great song. Oh, it's a solid song. I think that's going to be the song that I listen to when the plane's taking off on Thursday. <laughs> it's I, my, I would, I would, I would, <laughs> I would, I would refrain from that. One of I'm my, just gonna say, I, I would, I why? would refrain. Why? I would refrain. One of my thunderstruck <laughs> on a plane. It's a three-hour flight. <laughs> it don't matter. It takes a second. Fine, sweet child of mine. Is that all right? Move it, move it. I, I right, can tell you one, but I don't think it's appropriate for the air. We'll wait till the break. All right, so we'll wait for that. We'll be back. Here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, this is Chalk Talk. It, it, it's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Radio Network. Radio Network. You're listening to, to Chalk Talk on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Hey, how you doing? We're back. <laughs> Three o'clock hour here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. I am Renee Canales. That's our producer, Big Mike Rifkin. Special guest. I hadn't seen you in so long, and we've spent, what, the past three-plus hours together, you and me? Uh, probably two. Two? Yeah, 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 probably like... I was at the Subway. Ah, can't eat Subway, man. Why? Subway. I don't want to get into it. It's, all right. It's right. kind of bad. It's kind of okay. bad. Okay. But let's get into it. Here in this 3 o'clock hour, we're going to talk you about the NBA. You Subway? No, no, uh, no, no. Okay. I'll get into a Subway. Subway <laughs> train. Subway car. Whatever. <laughs> We're going to talk about the NBA, right? The Oklahoma City Thunder traded away Russell Westbrook to the Houston Rockets for Chris Paul. And I, what was it? Two draft picks, I believe it was. Um, whatever it was, Russell Westbrook is now with James Harden in Houston, in H-Town, in an offense run by Mike D'Antoni. Ooh. In an offense where James Harden holds the ball most of the time. <laughs> in an offense where Russell Westbrook is, is going to want to hold the ball most of the time. In an offense where I think they're going to butt heads and it's not going to work out. Right? So we got that duo in the Western Conference. That's a solid line of thinking. We have, <laughs> we have LeBron James and Anthony Davis in Los Angeles with the Lakers in Tinseltown. And across the hall in the other corridor, we have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George also, but with the Clippers. Obviously, we got Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum in Portland. Um, just to ju just to look at uh, you know a few duos in the NBA, right? They're mm -hmm. mostly all in the Western Conference now at this point, right? Mm -hmm. Kevin Durant's not going to play this year, but Kyle Jokic and Murray, Denver, yeah. Western Conference. Yeah. Who? 
who out of the out of those duos, right, is going to have the best year? That's the question here now. Because at that Ooh. point, whoever has the best year is obviously going to be the, one of the favorites to obviously get to the NBA Finals, mm-hmm. right? And in my head, in my thinking, I'm still thinking that it's going to be Kawhi Leonard. Well, right, he plays both both sides of the court very, very well, very well coached team. I think that's going to be one of the favorites there. I don't know. I don't know what you. I don't know how you guys feel uh, uh, on the Western Conference. Well, okay. Um, I've never been more excited for an NBA year. Oh, it's been I've, years. I've, I've never years. been more excited for an NBA year. But um, because I, I mean, early on this decade, we had obviously the Miami Heat with their big three. Um, before that, we had the Boston Celtics with their big three. Right. The Lakers. Right. The Lakers. I mean, but th- but those were fun times in basketball. Oh, yeah, sure. That's when that's when other teams still actually had a chance, mm-hmm. right? But then after after the Miami big three split up, then we had the Golden State Warriors. And they added Kevin Durant. And then they had a big four. I, don't, I wouldn't even go big three. I would go big four. You didn't even go big five. Big five. If you the Hamptons count, five eight, 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 if you yeah. want to go there, right? So there was nobody that really had a chance against them. The only way they had a chance is if Kevin Durant got hurt, and we saw that this season in the NBA Finals. Mm -hmm. Right? So it's been a long, long time, like you were saying, uh, Guido. Uh, All right. So if you're asking me to pick one, um, who do you think is going to have the best years? The best year? Part of me wants to say Kawhi and Paul George. Um, But I'm going to go a little bit off. Not not off the – the grid not off the grid but off of what i maybe think um i i mean i have a feeling that lebron and anthony davis are going to work out i really do i think that is going to be incredibly fun to watch it, you know i i hear it all the time right i hear it um how like anthony davis is a player that we don't understand how good he is because we don't see him right yeah. we we don't watch him we don't watch pelicans games Mm -hmm. we don't none of that stuff right i have a feeling that anthony davis we think anthony davis is like 75 percent we think that he's 75 percent as good as he actually is yeah i i anthony davis i think is and that other 25 percent will actually be able to see and actually be able to tell if he really is that good it is a seamless they are going to make an impact again so the Lakers, I think, did a good job of surrounding LeBron with shooters, surrounding LeBron with different perimeter defenders, and then giving him an extra star that can carry the load in Anthony Davis. I think they did a better so, job this year than they did last year. Definitely. Of putting the team around him. Definitely. Definitely. I Look, and I've been – I bash Rob Palenka all the time for – The moves that pick, he made, yeah. Pick your thing, and yeah. you can bash Rob Palenka for it. But he's done a great job at surrounding this team with talent. He really has. He really has. So I'll I will say LeBron and Anthony Davis. I think that's a pretty safe bet. Big Mike, do you have any buddy in particular? I, I've got a couple. Okay. But, but first, I want to go to your point on Rob Palenka because I think he's just a puppet. I don't think he's the real GM. I really think the GM is LeBron, and LeBron is the guy who gets these guys to come play I with think him. Kobe's the GM. Listen, one could dream. <laughs> one we're not, we haven't discussed yet. I know Clay's out for part of the year, mm-hmm. but Stefan Draymond's nothing to to sneeze at. Sneeze no, yeah, at. I agree with that. But the the other duo t- to me is simple. It's CJ McCollum and it's Damian Lillard. Mm-hmm. 
Shooters shoot. We talked about it before. These guys carried the Blazers to the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, but the the only argument I have with that is you can only go through that so much. You can only shoot your way for so long. Well, they're going to get Yusuf Nurkic back at some point. Hopefully. Hopefully. But you don't know but, how he, how the, well he's going to come and back. And they mean under the a little under the radar. Hassan Whiteside's a very that's a great move. I yeah. Listen, the Blazers have a trail to set, man. I, I like the Blazers. I don't know. I feel like if you're going to go backcourt, though, like if you're going to go Dame and CJ, I think you can't. If you like, if you're going to go backcourt, you go Steph Clay. You got to go Steph and Clay. No, totally agree with you. My thing is Clay's. I don't know when Clay's coming back. Other, right, so you're, so, otherwise, okay, I would so have said Steph and Clay. All right, and, so you're you're out on them because of the injury a little bit. I'm not out on well, them. Well, no, you know what I mean? You're just not choosing yeah. them because Because you're not going to get Clay back yeah. till March. So. Right. So come playoff time, depending where the Warriors are, we all presume they're still a playoff team. Yeah, I think, yeah. So I think, I think they're bottom of the line playoff team, though. That's a very dangerous bottom of the line playoff team. Oh, no, team. for sure. But that's why the Western Conference is so good. I agree with you. Right? Because, 100%. I mean, just last year, we had the Golden State Warriors at the top of the list, right? right? And the Houston Rockets, right? This year it's going to be This year it's going to be the Clippers, the, Clippers, the, the Lakers. Lakers. Uh I I still keep the Spurs up there. You got the Nuggets, yeah. right? The Utah Jazz, Utah, Golden, Utah, State, Golden State, Portland. Portland. I think Sacramento I mean, we, is going to is going to take another step forward this year. I still Minnesota. think Minnesota. Uh, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll eh. see what happens. We'll, eh. Yeah, right. We'll, we'll see what happens. Eh. But, but, anyways, I, I still, th- I still think that the Western Conference is going to be loaded, no matter how you look at it. Right? I think Houston. There are probably seven or so teams yeah, I in the think, West that I think they can win a title. I think Houston, though, is middle of the pack. I think Houston is is somebody who's going to stay in the middle. They're probably going to be a five or a six seed in the Western Conference. Probably a six. I'd give them a six. That's I that because I don't think Russ and James Harden being on the same team, although it is awesome to see, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to be fun. Sure, I don't think it's going to work out, especially no, with the I, offense that Mike D'Antoni runs. They're gonna they're gonna look great at times, yeah. But I think for the most part, they're gonna be because you're gonna you're, you're, you're gonna have a guy who wants to shoot fifty times a game, right? Then a guy that wants to shoot forty yeah. times a game, and it's just not gonna work out. How long does D'Antoni last? Does he last the whole year? Yeah, yeah, he I think so. I think yeah. so. I think so. I, he might last the year after that. I really don't buy into this whole D'Antoni's going to be gone soon. Okay. I, I really don't. I think as long as James Harden's there, D'Antoni's going to be there um, I, for at least for another two or three seasons, at least. I re- I really don't buy it. I I think he's going to be there for a while. I I think all of this whole we're going to fire D'Antoni type thing. D'Antoni plays right into what James Harden wants to do. The, the only way that Mike D'Antoni leaves that job is because he wants to. Yeah, I, that would be my guess. Is I, but that's the thing. Is or would, he, cho- would he choose not having a job or having a job? Yeah. It makes no, you know, unless he's got you know an something opportunity to coach the Celtics or something like that. Then you know whatever. But <laughs> we got a call on the line. Our resident resident caller from Tampa. Oh, Mr. Jeff, God, how is it going, <laughs> Mr. Jeff? Boys, happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Happy how's, Tuesday how's the weather Jeff. in Tampa? Oh, I'm in the pool, 
dude. Because I gotta be. It's, I mean, dude, it's like hot as balls. Literally, you're you're always at the pool. You're always at the pool at this time. Dude, do you you remember (laughs) Mario Brothers and the son was always trying to kill Mario? That's what Lithium Florida is. (laughs) (laughs) I can imagine. So, what you You got in mind? Are you in triple digits yet, Jeff? It never gets to triple. The, the the only thing that gets to triple digits here is the heat index. We've never had a hundred degree day. Wow! But wow. it always just feels yeah. that way. That's the no, problem. No, you do. The heat index is constantly like one fourteen, one fifteen. Yeah, it's literally, disgusting. Yeah, you can't, trying to kill you. Well, if it's that hot, you can't even go outside. Uh, you yeah. just gotta. You yeah. gotta just. That's why I'm in the pool. It's the only thing that regulates the uh, the body heat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, right. It's insanity. That and beers. But, <laughs> but. I, I, I am enjoying that you guys are like debating the duos and that kind of stuff, and it's been really fun to listen to for sure. My only question would be this, and I hope that you guys think it's fair. Uh, you've mentioned uh, Willard and McCollum, and you've mentioned some of the other ones. But when you mentioned Golden State, you said Steph and Draymond and Steph and Clay. Why is the duo not Steph and D'Angelo Russell? Because we haven't seen it yet. And, uh, truthfully, I mean, I, I, we haven't seen haven't, it yet, and we don't know if it's going to last. And, but you haven't seen Westbrook and Harden yet either. You haven't seen, you know, some of these other ones that you're mentioning. You haven't seen LeBron and Anthony Davis yet either, so you don't know how that's going to work out. Well, All-Star, uh, I know All-Star games don't matter because no one plays defense, but they've played together there, played together on the Olympic team. I know it's kind of Not a different Not even that. Story. It's and, just that. And the, also, the other thing right, with, with Golden State is, Although they've said they might not move him at all, but we don't know if Golden State's actually going to keep D'Angelo Russell in the first place. That's my big thing, is that I'm not sure how long D'Angelo Russell lasts. And Look, D'Lo might last the whole year, but even if it's... Clay's going to come back. Right. As soon as Clay comes back, it's going to be Steph and Clay again. So even if D'Angelo Russell does stay in Golden State all year... It's only really going to be Steph and D'Angelo Russell for 40 games, and that's going to be it. But I still think that that's like an interesting combination for at least, I don't know, before the trade deadline, right? Sure. Like, because you're really going to you're really going to see if you know uh, if Clay is really that good, and he is that good of a shooter for sure. But like, mm-hmm. is Clay only filling it up because Steph and Draymond and some of these other guys are out there? Maybe D'Angelo fills it up just as well as Clay does. Maybe, maybe he does. But look, I think that. I think it's fair to say that D'Angelo Russell has had few, uh, much fewer, uh, much less success, I'll say, than Clay Thompson in his career. And I think Clay Thompson, just all around, is a better player. At this, like D'Angelo Russell, really broke out last year. Clay Thompson's been a great defender his whole career. He's been a forty percent three point shooter his whole career. Like it's, like it, it's dude, just seamless. It's you know like what the I mean? dude's made of clay. Yeah. That was terrible. Wow. Yeah, that, yeah, that was not good. <laughs> that was awful. That wasn't good. I'll try to work take it better. A, <laughs> take a two-minute break, Big Mike. Even, the, right. even, even Jeff says that was terrible. Was Jeff says that was like, terrible. <laughs> that was a waste. Of, that was a waste right there, Big Mike. That's strike one, buddy. Mm. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. Listen, I, I, listen I, I see what your point is on Clay. You know, and you're not wrong. Clay's, Clay's terrific. But was Clay great because he was surrounded by a lot of great players? Draymond and Steph. Like, listen, what has D'Angelo really played with? Swaggy P? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. I mean, look, D'Angelo Russell, you're right. Look, Steph Curry and D'Angelo Russell, I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. They they could definitely work out. Okay, they could definitely work out. It could definitely be dynamic and all of these great things. I'm not going to tell you that you're wrong. But the only issue that I have and the only reason that I'm not putting it at that level 
is because as soon as Clay gets back, it's going to be back to Steph and Clay, right? D'Angelo Russell, regardless of what happens, is going to take a back seat to Clay Thompson no matter what when Clay comes back. So the duo is the duo of Steph and D'Angelo Russell. It, it it might be great, but it just isn't going to last that long. And it, and it definitely could turn out to be a positive for the Golden State Warriors because they could also look to trade him and after seeing how well he plays. Right. right? So you can get something back in return for him. Right. And in fairness, I, I don't think that Harden and uh, Westbrook is going to work out at all. I really yeah, don't. I don't. I, I don't think, think they are. Oh, I think it's going to work great. They are going to struggle. Tell me why. Tell me why. I think it improves the Rockets just for the mere reason that Russell Westbrook's hamstrings aren't on the back of milk cartons like Chris Paul's are. <laughs> right? Like, like Russell is an immediate – dude, he is a machine. He's a machine as far as – sure. he gets a lot more assists. He gets a lot more assists than people give him credit for because, yes, he is a ball hog and sometimes he's out of control for sure. Mm-hmm. But I think this is going to really help Clint Capella, and I think it's going to make that team much more dynamic. You know, Chris Paul's not as good of a shooter as Russell Westbrook. He's not as good going to the no, rim as Russell that's Westbrook not true. is. And, and I think he's an underrated, uh, underrated passer. I really think he's an underrated passer. I think this is going to, you know, and, and listen, just the fact that he's been a lot more healthy than Chris Paul is an upgrade. I, look, I, I couldn't disagree with you more that Chris Paul is not as good a shooter as Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook's the worst three-point shooter in the league. I, like, if you take guys that actually shoot jump shots, like, you, you take Ben Simmons out, right? Russell Westbrook shoots 29% from three. Chris Paul was a 34% free throw, uh, three-point shooter last year. Like, it's just, it isn't close. And for a team that does a lot, like, Houston shoots more threes than any team in the NBA, and it's not even close. Houston shot 45 threes a game last year, okay? Milwaukee shot the second most. They were, they were like, 37 or 38. So they blow everybody away in three-point shots per game. They are going – and I hear this point made, and I can't agree with it more. <laughs> James Harden <laughs> – I hear the water. The water is like bubbles. to me. I'm going to call, I'm gonna start calling you bubbles, Jeff. Um, no, no problem, pal. I'll take it, bro. I'm going to heat stroke right now. Yeah, yeah. So – Oh, man. But Harden is not going to give up possessions. Westbrook is not going to want to give up possessions, right? Sometimes this just doesn't work, and I don't like. I don't think that this is going to work. I really don't. Do you think? Let me let me ask you a question because I, you know, listen. I honestly wouldn't even know this. I'm not even sure you guys do. But don't you think James Harden? Don't you think the Rockets would have had to have gone to James Harden and say, "Listen, we're we're trading sure away Chris Paul and for Russell Westbrook. Are you thumbs up or thumbs down on this?" Oh, he would yeah. be so thumbs up with that because I'm he's sure. played with him before. I'm sure he was, but I, I to me that doesn't matter. To me, it is look. It, James Harden and Russell Westbrook have played played together, and I get it. James Harden might probably okayed the move to trade for Russell Westbrook. It still doesn't change the fact that, all right, when James Harden played with Russell Westbrook last, James Harden averaged 12 points a game instead of 35. James Harden was the sixth man of the year coming off the bench. Right. Uh, They are totally different players now. Both of them are. Okay, these are the two guys with the two highest usage rates in the NBA. So they are not going to give leeway to each other just because they like each other. It didn't work. Usually that doesn't work. What I do think will happen here is – it will take the load off of one of their shoulders, at least. I think James Harden will now see that he doesn't have to necessarily carry 
Houston all that much like he had to in the previous years. I, I, I think that's what will change. Will it work out to the full of, to the fullest of its potential? We'll wait and see I'll when even, October comes around. Right. I don't necessarily think it will, but I only I'll works even, right away. I'll even I'll even go ahead and say this. I think that if you're talking about the majority of the time, yeah, I think that the majority of the time there's going to be some head clicking. some rift. Yeah, but there are going to be games throughout the season where they are going to look like the most unbeatable thing to ever step on a basketball game because they're so f- dynamic. They're so different in so many different aspects. But So people would say then, Houston, you have liftoff. Is that better? No? Strike two. All right. No, I think, Ooh, I, I think you are strike two. being thrown out of that studio. <laughs> but, All right, cool. What else you got, Justin? But I think no, that – I, I really do believe that there's going to be – there are going to be games where they look unbelievable, but – 60, 65% of the season, the, yeah. it's going to be headbutting a heads. lot. Right, but do you, do you believe it didn't work out for James Harden in Oklahoma City because it wasn't working out? Or do you think that it was just the case that, listen, NBA teams have to make these choices, right? Like, like Oklahoma City had to make a choice. And at that time, like, I know that you guys can look at it from at that time, right? They, had, they, they made their choice, and their choice was uh, Durant, and Russell Westbrook, and they wanted a big, so they wanted Serge So they it, kept Serge Ibaka. You're, no, it was right. a, it, it was right. a financial well, decision, it but that was that my, wasn't working. It, they just you're had right. To make a choice. If that you're right, that isn't what it was. But that's not where that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that it didn't used to work for Oklahoma City when when they had Westbrook and Harden too. What I'm saying is that when Harden was with Oklahoma City, he wasn't the player that he is now. Right, James Harden legitimately averages twenty-five more points a game now than he did then. Like James Harden was a twelve-point per game scorer. Get in the game much? Well, because James Harden came off the bench, he's a different player. That's my whole point. Is now that you've got James Harden who averages 30, 35 a game, and you've got Russell Westbrook now who averages twenty-seven a game, but also eleven assists and ten rebounds and whatever he does. Right, Russ. They both constantly need the ball in their hands. Let. They are not going to work. And again, when you've got James Harden, who's probably the best one-on-one player in the world, and you've got Russell Westbrook, who is probably the most aggressive player in the world, you think they're going to play well off ball? They're just not. Look, they even said that. D'Antoni even said this. Our primary game plan is, for the most part, them to not to be on the floor at the same time. Yeah, because that'll work. Like, the it doesn't sound like a game plan full of confidence. I don't think it's going to work. Final uh, final point, Jeff, before I we go to break. I guess we but, I, you know, I mean, it's hard not to pick the Rockets, though, to win the West, right? Oh, it absolutely, it's easy to pick the to pick the Rockets to not win the West. No, I said to pick against the Rockets. Like, it's hard It's hard to not to pick them. Like, how do you not pick them? I, I, it's easy. <laughs> I'll pick. I'll take the Clippers. I'll take the Lakers. I'll take Utah. I'll take Golden State. What they have. But besides Kawhi and Paul George, what is the Clippers really? Have? Oh, Pat Beverly. Beverly. They and probably the best bench scorer in NBA history, and Lou Williams. Let's not forget about him. The guy averages twenty-two a game, and but, a, a competent head coach. Right, they've got a really well-run organization, and again, the Lakers, I think, are way more functional right now than the Rockets are. 
Utah's got a better roster overall. I still would take Golden State. I'm so happy like, you said Utah. I think I think Denver's a better team than 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 Houston. Like I, I said, think, I think Houston made that move, sort of just to keep up pace with the other teams in in the Western Conference. They're constantly like yeah. this. And, they are constantly and, and, like this, and also because of the rift that grew between Chris uh, Chris Paul and James Harden. I mean that that's just to be completely honest, and I mean James Harden now as opposed to back then, is an MVP player. It's mm-hmm. totally different, as Guido was saying. He's a totally different cat now compared to seven, eight, nine years ago, whatever it was that they were last together in OKC. It's totally different now. I, I, it's so I, funny, too. Like, Have you ever seen a more unlikable group of guys than that whole banana boat crew? Does anyone <laughs> want to play with Carmelo? Does anyone want to play with Chris Paul? Everyone seems to hate LeBron, right? Like, Does anyone want to play with these guys? Well, I mean, Anthony Davis wanted to play with LeBron. But the other two, you know I mean, Anthony Davis wanted to be in Los Angeles. He didn't really much care whether it was with, with LeBron. Nice. LeBron's that's not what I, that's not that's not what I see. LeBron's that's not what I, Anthony Davis and LeBron, I think, really like each other. I think oh there's God, an influence we, of Rich Paul there. Can, can we agree that LeBron's at the end of his career? Yes, in the last five years or so, yeah. Right. So Anthony Davis is going to own LA long after. LeBron is, is left. Anthony Davis right. is going to be the focal point of that team. <laughs> Kick it over. The water, oh, right? Oh, man. Oh, boy. You know, we got to go to Mike break Guido. soon, Bubbles. <laughs> Mike Guido, it's a glorious life, bro. You, you have to come here and slow down a little bit and just take in a Tuesday from the pool. Like It's a, it's a good thing, bro. How's that no state tax? It's incredible. I bet it is. I bet it is. Screw you. How about that? We're taking our talents to Tampa. Mike, Mike, do you you want to know what it's like? Seriously, it's like working all week and then having a free happy hour. That's your money every week. Your happy hour is paid for. Wow. Because See, it wouldn't be happy hour for me. It would be it'd be like half apps. Yeah. Like, I yeah, I would take my fiance to half apps every week. Listen, that's not, dude. You're speaking my language too, bro. You know what I'm saying? I hear you. I hear you, bubbles. Skins and mozzarella. Yeah, but like that's what it's like. It's like you work all week and then you you know your Friday night dinner is paid for. There you go. I I just hear the little. It sounds like he's in a bathtub, right? Like click, 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 click. Bloop, 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 bloop. You got a rubber duck in that pool, Jeff? I was just about to. I was just about to bring that up. My Miller Genuine Draft here. Is that okay? That that works perfectly. That's two as long as it floats. All right. Thanks, Bubbles, for the phone call. I mean, honestly, it's just you know the most Florida white trash beer I can think of. He's drinking the high life. Yeah. I mean, you could go that route, or you could go PBR, whichever you, whichever way you want. He's an adult. Yeah, he is an adult. Yeah, PBR is more like a Galapagos Islands thing. <laughs> PBR is something underage kids go well, yeah, for. Okay, whatever. Right, but I can't do PBR in the pool because it gets the the, uh, the paper bag wet around. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks, Bubbles, for the phone call, man. We'll you see got you. it, boys. Enjoy your day. Go, Travis Darnell. Ah, screw <laughs> you. Hang up the phone. Uh, all right. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we talked about the NBA, but we're going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to get into the baseball. How about Jeff with the segue? Yeah. How about that one, right? That worked out pretty mm, well. Yeah. Thanks, thank you, Bubbles. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we're going to get into the baseball. And what occurred last night in the Bronx was kind of it, – it's a head scratcher to me, and it's something that's going to sting for a few days. We'll see how that turns out. We'll talk about it here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is Chalked Up. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.
You're listening to Dead Shot Talk on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome back. We're back. We're back. We're back. Uh, Shady's back. Yeah, back Tell again. Tell a friend. Yeah. Uh, news. Uh, Zach Wheeler had a test that revealed no structural damage in his shoulder. I'm not he's surprised still on the by in- this He still goes all. on the injured list. Um, Retroactive to Friday. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. This um, is just so he doesn't get lit up like a firecracker tonight. You think so? You think that's what it's for? Part of me wants to believe that. Yeah, I don't know, but it's... It's weird. It's the Mets. Uh, they're going to screw it up somehow. Yeah, somehow. Uh, but with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get into the baseball. The second half of the MLB season began last weekend. Um, we had the Mets in, in Miami uh, mm-hmm. playing against the Miami Marlins. And how did that turn out, Big Mike? Oh, believe me, after Friday night, I was really nervous we were going to get a replay of what happened, I think, about a month ago. And it did not happen. It did not happen. Luckily. Well, all of a sudden, a certain guy who had been ridiculed all first half mm-hmm. is starting to get a little hot. So Name him. Robinson Cano. There you go. Listen, he, oh, he, ripped, Yankee, oh, he, great. Ripped, he ripped one. What was it, Sunday? Was he it? ripped one Saturday, Saturday night and Sunday. Oh, and he's uh, starting to come out of it. I don't remember it. which one it was, but he ripped it. He is starting to come out of it. He's Joanna Cespedes all over again for you guys. But if that works out, though, in the favor of the ma- watch out. They could make a, a, a run for the wild card. They're, they're only, I think, about six yeah. out. Uh, but all of a sudden, you get are, some. What, there's ten, a lot of teams games. in front of them. But you got 95, six games left, something yeah. like that, yeah. Um, but, yeah, the Mets take two out of three take from two the Miami three. Marlins uh, Noah over Syndergaard, the weekend. Noah Syndergaard had maybe his best, one of his better starts of the year. And Jacob DeGrom did Jacob DeGrom things on Sunday. Oh, yeah. You mean the future Yankee, Noah Syndergaard? I would actually Let, really, really love that. Listen, I would hate it. I don't know. I, I don't know really, if I'd really hate like it, but it. I, I don't I, don't I would know. hate it just for the fact that he'd have I'd to cut iffy. his hair. I'd, I I would really really like it if he was a Yankee, but I'd be iffy. Are so we getting we, a healthy Syndergaard or no? Huh? We getting a healthy Syndergaard? Oh, or healthy, no? yeah, healthy. Yeah, better. <laughs> Listen, Ray Ramirez is giving up Davy Garcia for him. We better be getting a healthy Syndergaard. Well, that's, so so yeah. well, I mean, we'll get into that because I, I wanted to get into that after. But okay. f- f- no, finish your point. No, I was gonna ask him off of that who. The guy. Yeah, so we'll let, hold off. Yeah, we'll hold off on that because I, I just want to, you know, you guys recap. Can have Johnny Lasagna. <laughs> I Dude, will give up Johnny Lasagna for him. You know I what? Would, if I Johnny would. could make me a lasagna, that'd be even he better. He could. He could. He could make you a lot of things. He can right. make you very happy. Here we go, Mike. I got news for you. You. Hey! Hey! You're out of here. That was strike three. Actually, I was really just hoping for the lasagna at the end, oh. feeling like Garfield. <laughs> that was not to be a joke okay. at all. All right, so you know what? We'll take that strike back. I'm like the human version of Garfield. I don't like Mondays, we, we had, and I love lasagna. We had the automated strike zone here, so that, that pitch was oh. outside of the zone. You're alive for one more at bat. You're alive for one more at bat. But listen, if we're arguing balls and strikes, I'll, I'll argue that one because I don't like the automated. Did you see stuff. that the Atlantic, the Atlantic League actually uh, had its first successful steal of first base the other day? <sighs> That's another one that just what? So on, so like if there's a wild pitch, right, or a pass ball, you're allowed to steal the first to steal your way to first base. In Atlantic League, if they're trying were, that out. If this had worked, so it's not like drop third strike. No, it is no. literally on a wild pitch. Yeah, 
Listen, what? if this was allowed in Little League, I would have been so much better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you didn't know that? No. Oh. What? Yeah. So explain that to me. What? So, like, okay. At any point, if a wild pitch or a pass ball is thrown, you could drop the bat and run to first base. Why? I don't know. All right, so, like, how do you determine whether you're doing that or not? So, like, what if a guy, like, starts running to first base but then changes his mind? I think that's I think then you, a rundown. Yeah, I think that's a rundown at that point. So, but you well, there is no rundown there's because no there's run, nowhere else go to go. Back but to I, home, but I, like, no. But I think once you take that, first, no tag backs. <laughs> but I think once you take that first step, you can. I, I think you have to. Run I think you first. have to go. Yeah. All right. All right. I hear you. It's sort of like you know, like on on, on that drop third strike, the ball gets by you, right? I think this right. rule's out of control. Mm. Yeah. No, but this rule's stupid. But yeah. but yeah, I actually read that the other day. They had their first successful steal of first base. Ridiculous, huh? Oh yeah, but that's not what we what I wanted to get into. What I wanted to get into, obviously, we talk, we spoke about the Mets. The Yankees um, saved their weekend series against the Toronto Blue Jays. They take two out of three. Um, they get to Marcus Stroman on Sunday. Um, may possibly a future Yankee there. We'll see what happens. The trade deadline is is in a week and a half. That July I wouldn't 31st. Hate. I wouldn't I wouldn't mind seeing that Marcus Stroman in that. a Yankee uniform. Stroman's Stroman's a Two probably. He he he's pitched in the American League East. He's pitched at Yankee Stadium countless times. He's pitched in big games. He's pitched in big games. He's. I mean, that that'll be a move that could work out for the Yankees long term because he still would be under contract for I think two more years. Well, I think that's the better move for the Yankees to get guys who are under control for yeah multiple years as opposed to renting a Madison Bumgarner. Yeah, oh, no, yeah. I don't think they, I don't think, I don't think they I don't want think to rent. Yeah, I don't think Bumgarner is on their well, list. Well, that, that's my point. I just don't I I don't think Cashman is No, no, I don't think. I think he's looking for more players that are controllable yes. as opposed to like you Cinder said a renter. Boyd like he's looking Bauer. Bauer. Stroman, Bauer, Stroman Bauer, yeah. Although I, I, from Cleveland's point of view, I would not give up Bauer. I mean, not till the I mean, off season. I mean, the way that they've been sort of on a roll here. Yeah, is, they're is six out. Yeah, it's something that they should and I probably think th- pump the brakes. And on. I think they're one of the top three wild card teams because yeah. I think them and Oakland are tied for two. But what happened last night in the Bronx was sort of mind-boggling, annoying. Yeah, to say the least. Right, the Yankees. You, you know, they're down early, right? James Paxton gives up the two home runs to Travis Darno. Yes, Travis Darno, former New York Mets. Other than that, James Paxton was solid. Yeah, he, he had a solid out and gave up the two runs, and that's about it, right? He pitched, what, six, seven innings last night? Yeah. Solid outing by James Paxton. I think he's he's had more solid outings than than than, than bad outings as a New York Yankee. Uh, yeah, I agree. I, I think he's been, I think he's been uh, uh, obviously, a plus. Once he gets past that first – like – that first James inning Paxton gives him issues a little he'll bit. He'll give up two runs in the first inning and then be lights yeah. out for the next yeah. six. Like, and, it's just and with this and with this Yankee team, it doesn't necessarily throw you behind the eight ball because this is a team that fights back constantly throughout the game. So you still have a chance to get that win, and that's what happened last night, right? James Paxton gives up the two home runs to Tra- Travis Darno, and the Yankees claw their way back in. Gio Urshela ties the game late with a home run, and then Edwin Encarnacion. Unties it by uncorking a shot to left field. That was a bomb. Right? His second bomb. of the game, actually. Ed- Edwin Encarnacion had two. And then you jump to the top of the ninth inning with Aroldis Chapman, the closer of the New York Yankees. Two right? outs, two strikes. Literally, two outs, two strikes. I think it was no, I think it was a 3-2 count as well. One, I think it was – no, I, you're right. I yeah, think it was a three. two-out, 3-2 three, two count to Travis Darno with two guys on base. And he hangs a slider. Hangs a slider. Travis Darno flick of the wrist. 
and hits it over the right field porch, like two rows back, out of, just out of the reach of Aaron Judge's right uh, glove out, over there in right field. And Travis Darno gives the, gives the Rays a 5-4 lead in the top of the ninth inning. Five. That's a loss. I'm not saying it's going to haunt the Yankees forever, right? Because they still have a, surma- a, a pretty sizable lead in the American League East. Mm-hmm. But that's a loss that if they don't regroup themselves tonight, can really cripple this series for the Yankees in a four-game set. Let me say this. I, as annoying as it was last night, here's what you have to do. Yep, tip your hat. Yeah, tip, tip your cap. Your cap. Uh, yeah. like, I agree. No, Travis I agree. Darn- that was the best game of Travis Darno's career. Hasn't right he had I, one I mean, before? I, at least you're talking to, to a guy who well, you're, man, you're the Met fan him. here, so you know. I mean, uh, Travis Darno was one of the more frustrating guys to ever yeah, that's watch true. That's true. of recent memory. But no, but out of a lot of frustrating guys, to I watch. do agree with you. You tip your cap to them, right? Because the, the, that race team is good. They, yeah. I mean, there's no if, ands, or what about Snell it. Blake pitched well. There, there's, that's a really, really good team. A well-managed team by, by by Kevin Cash, right? They got good, good. They have really, really good position players. One to nine, they're pretty solid. Yeah. They're pitching rotation. We know that they go with their with the opener every now and then, but they have Blake Snell there. Charlie Morton's Charlie been Morton fantastic. Charlie Morton has been lights out for them. Just even think about Charlie Morton was going to retire. Imagine what they did. Imagine what they would be doing if, if Glass Glassnow didn't get yeah. hurt. And he mm-hmm. might not be back for the for this season either. Yeah, Glass now was lights out too. Yeah, he was. So, just, just I mean, they just, know what they're doing. Yeah, in they the know. Front yeah, office. they know what they're doing. So, I mean, hell, hell of a thing for 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 for, for the Rays there, right? Yeah. It's but, a shame no one goes to Rays games. Oh, though, oh big time! Big because time. that team performs so well, and they do so much, and no one goes and. And people wonder why they want to move. But to, but to me, right, the point what I was trying to make is, even though you say tip your cap to them, right? If you're the Yankees, if you don't really, if you don't come out there tonight and get a, and get a W and get a victory, this this series can get away from you real quick, right. and 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 that lead will be so. and, and that lead will be that much more more much more more tighter, right? Then you're allowing the Rays back into the conversation. This is a series where you can really, although it is July, the middle of July, you can really put a stranglehold on the American League East at that oh, point. Oh yeah, you'd have a double-digit lead at that point I, 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 if you if you take the remaining three games of this series. Yeah. yeah. So that's something that you really, really got to look at if if you're the Yankees. I'm not. I'm not saying I'm getting ready to jump off the ship here. No, no. not even of close. Of course not. Not even close. But it's something that could really, really. Get away from you. And remember before the All-Star break, there was a four-gamer in Tampa where they did three or four. So Tampa's looking for a little bit of payback. Well, I, no, it was. Uh, Wasn't it right? No, before no, the no, break? no. They split the series. The, oh, that's right. Tampa they, won the yeah, last Tampa two. Yeah, Tampa won the last two. They split I apologize the to Tampa. But no, but wait, right? Yeah. This is sort of a trend with the Yankees now at this point, because those games that they gave away, those were late inning games. Those were games that they went into eighth and ninth inning leading. So and, are you saying the, the bullpen's a problem? I'm not saying it's a problem. I'm saying it's just something that you got to take careful look at. Because I, I heard I was watching the game on Fox the other night. Yeah, huh? And Nick Swisher was doing the pregame. Ah, oh, Swish. I, I'm actually, a big Swish guy. The ironic part was he was with Terry Collins. 
So there was a little bit of iron. Terry Collins on Fox now? I guess very rarely, but hell? he was there. He should be in the dugout for the New York Mets. Uh, I'm not going to argue that part. Got you to a World Series, baby. I love him. I love Terry Collins. But here's – and Nick Swisher said more important for the Yankees to get a reliever as opposed to a starting pitcher. Well, what kills him – not what kills him, but what what sort of hinders is, that – Is the Batances. Is, the, is Batances. That's what he was talking about, so – not having Batances there really, really kills you. And what it, doesn't it kill you makes you stronger. It, it hurts. It, it really does. Yeah. Although I, I think Severino is, is very, very painful, but I think Batances is just that much more important. Okay. Even though your bullpen is stacked beyond belief at this point, right? Yeah, it's another hard throw. Yeah. 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 It, you're just, it, 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 break, it, go, it kind of boils down to overworking mm-hmm. guys and, you know, like, that's really. Yeah. It right there. If I you mean, had Batances, you you wouldn't necessarily have to overwork Ottavino or Chapman or Chapman, right? Or Britton. Well, Britton, I don't really think gets overworked all that much. I see well, more no, I, Ottavino. I, I than mean, you have else. more flexibility yes, exactly, in roles. Exactly, That's exactly. my point. I think Boone plays it too close to Binder stuff, though. I really do when it comes to this bullpen. But I think everyone does, so it's yeah. not just him. Yeah, I, it's I, all baseball. I, I think Boone has done an admirable job. I I do too. I think he's done a great job this year. I think he's particular. done an absolutely admirable job for what he for what he was handed to, right? For 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 what he was handed. My, my issue is more of how baseball's interpreting yes. all yeah, exactly. of this bullpen. Stuff. But now, right? So that leads me into the question that we were talking about before we jumped into the Yankees and the Mets and whatnot. Mm-hmm. The trade deadline is just a week and a half away. And the Yankees have a need of a starter. Am I right, Mike Guido? So, couldn't agree more. But then there's also the rumblings of the Yankees might want to get another reliever, blah, 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 blah. I mean, it doesn't have to be a high-leverage guy. Either Where, what direction do you go in if you're the Yankees? I say, and I, I know you'll agree with me, you go the starter route. Yeah. That's what you go for. Well, I think the Yankees are going to try and do a package thing. I have a feeling they're going to go for, like, <clears throat> not saying that this is possible, but like if they were, if they were to get Marcus Stroman, mm-hmm. Ken Giles, get Ken Giles with him, you know, give up the extra tier of prospect or something like that, and get Stroman and Ken Giles, or you got two in or, the two in the, the one in the better. Um, let's say they fall out of the race a little bit in the, I guess, the much better scenario. You pull. Bauer and Brad Hand or something like that. Like, you'd have to give up something pretty significant, but what you'd be getting would be pretty darn, darn good. good. You know what I mean? Like, so, so if you want for Bumgarner, you're looking Bumgarner, Will Bumgarner Smith. Bumgarner and Will Smith, right. You're Although going, if you're the Giants, you probably do two separate deals on that to better yeah, out your... Yeah, yeah, because you're probably getting... Well, I mean, it depends. Like, if... Let's say Bumgarner gets you a decent prospect or a couple decent prospects. Will Smith gets you a couple of decent prospects. You got to kind of evaluate, okay, which would, would we rather separate them in two deals and get a couple of decent prospects or package them and get one really good one? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if, Fair enough. If you could say, all right, Mad Bum and Will Smith, just for example – you get Mad Bum and Will Smith, and on top of that, we'll give you Estevan Florial, who's a top fifty prospect. 
where the Giants wouldn't be getting any close to that if they if sep- separate. If, if they had them in separate deals, that might be something you'd want to do. Mm-hmm. I, 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 you have to evaluate what your returns are going to be. And, right. and now the, the the name of another prospect has really jumped into into the headlines. Davy Garcia. Garcia for what he's been able to do in the minor leagues, as, especially really as good. of recent. I mean, the kid's just been absolutely lights out. He pitched in the Futures game as well, right? Started the Futures game. Right? Played, pitched last night. So th- that's another name that's really, really jumped out to a lot of teams who are going to be in, obviously, in negotiations with the Yankees in terms of, of, of trades. So now not only do you have an Esteban Florial, who's somebody who's going to be um, talked about at length in these, in these negotiations, it's also Davey Garcia now. So... In a package deal, who are you sending? What, which prospect are you, are you most willing, even though you don't want to, who are you most willing to part ways with? That's the question now, which I think will really go on to. to get rid of Florial, I think. That's what I would do. Like, I, I think it you'd just gives. You'd give, you'd give Florial and keep Dave, keep keep yourself we'll keep Davey, Davey Garcia, Garcia and continue to to, to grow him yeah and he'll because there's nowhere for Florial to go you know like you've got Stanton you've got Judge you've got Hicks yeah, all that, locked yeah. up long term you're not well and you're going to lock up Judge long term yeah. you know soon at least in 2 years Florial's you got no place for Florial to go it's kind of like the same situation with Clinton Frazier in a sense even right. though Clinton Frazier Flor- could be dealt too so it, well that's it's who a bunch I of that's who, that's who I think even though he has sort of like that that uh, prima donna complex uh, on himself. I still think Clint Frazier is somebody who's as good as gone. I really don't think he does have that though. I think uh, like Clint Frazier, I think has been given a a big time like negative Reality. rep. Uh, oh. Well, that started because ever that since started ever early since with that whole well ever since that whole thing started, right? The whole thing with the media. You haven't heard a peep out of Clint Frazier, a peep. Like it, he has I think handled this situation. Incredibly well. It, I, to be, I really don't think that there's a problem with it at all. I, I, I don't think there's a problem with him in the clubhouse. I really don't. No, I think the guys. I think it's cl- overblown. I, I think the guys in the clubhouse love the guy, right? I, I think I, I don't think it's necessarily a problem. The, the Yankees definitely nipped that in the butt real quick, right? So, but, but I think he's, I think he's as good as gone. I, I, I'm not saying it's necessarily because of what's it, been going on with. It. I, there's just no room for him. There's no room no. because your fourth outfielder is Brett Gardner. All right. When all the guys are healthy, mm-hmm. right? You're right? And don't forget, you still have Cameron Mabin, who who you actually didn't send down or didn't wave. Who's good? Who's <laughs> really? Who's been really, really solid for this Yankee team? He's gonna come back at some point, and then you're gonna have to worry about what you're gonna do with him, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So I mean, you have it's kind of tight. They're very flex. They have a lot of flexibility they can do. It's a positive and also a negative. Well, the negative is too many guys for too few spots. Exactly. But the positive is they're guys that teams are going to want. These are guys who are guys who are w- wanted by other general managers. It's going to be really, really interesting. It's going to be a real, really interesting few days here, week and a half until July 31st, which is the trade, de- trade deadline, 4 p.m. Eastern time. If you look at the big three, maybe big four teams in the American League. Yankees. Twins and the Astros. Astros. I'll throw Tampa in there. I think you still have to throw them in there. Uh, Well, well, I'm just going to say they all have the same need. 
starting pitcher. Starting pitcher. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what route Minnesota goes because I've read they've talked about Stroman and Bumgarner. I think Bumgarner is the one that's really high on their list. I mean, that that would be very. That's a huge. Hole, that's though. a huge move. That that that's a huge move not only for the Twins but for the Giants as well. Well, if you're the Twins and you're a team like that, I think you have to try to sign him. Yeah. Because I don't think you could just give him up as a rental. No. That well that, that that's a, that's, that's the, thing. the thing. You're going to want to sign exactly. him. And what's he going to cost you that there? I mean, that's why I think a perfect spot for him in the National League would be the Cardinals. A team who always pr- turns out good prospects. A team that could throw him the money if he wants it. And I think a team that if he make they make that move, it's it's for now. They're oh, going yeah, for they're, it now. They're there. They're right there. Every team in the National League. I Central's had them right as there. my my national my national league champions. Yeah. Me too. So Me too. I'm kind of still hoping. <laughs> well, who would have guessed that Goldschmidt would have a crappy year? Seriously. He'll like, turn it around. Uh he's gonna get to, yeah, he's gotta, due to get high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel this. I feel the same way about Robbie Cano as I do Goldschmidt. At some point, they're just going to live up to the hype I, I, on the back of the ba- baseball. I, I, I just think with Goldschmidt, it's sort of like the John Carlos Stanton situation, where that first half of the season was sort of still acclimating themselves to the the life in St. Louis. You know, you were, yeah. you were used to that amount of time, x amount of time that you were in Arizona, right? I think that's what, what what what's going on with Goldschmidt there, where Stanton, right, with New York, that first half of the season, booze, 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 right. Still getting used to the, to the weather, even though they say it wasn't that. I think the weather had a, had something to do with it. The, yeah. the the city, the expectations. It's a different lifestyle. It's a different lifestyle. Then the summer came around. You're able to be in your element, start cracking balls left and right. I think you'll see that from Goldschmidt, and that'll that's when the Cardinals' level of play will rise up. I think that's what that's what will pitching, happen, man. Uh, they, yeah, they really do. look. I, Michaelis and Flaherty and Dakota Hudson and Wainwright, yeah. the bullpen stacked, right? Miller and Martinez no and more Prebia Jordan and Hicks, John though. Gant. What's that? No more Hicks, though. No more Hicks. I know, that hurts. But even Hicks, like, the thing about John Hicks is that he's so uh, – I'm sorry, not John Hicks. Jordan, Jordan Hicks. Hicks. Jordan Hicks. Um, he's so inconsistent as a closer. Yeah, because he, throw, he throws he throws hundred, so damn hard. He throws a hundred thousand miles an hour. That's why. But it's he so has the tendency to, to lose just command very quickly. lose command and give up long balls. Yeah. That's why Aroldis Chapman sort of worked it out a little bit because he was able to infuse that off speed. That as well. slider is sick. Yeah, Chapman's I'm slider not, not, is one of the best in baseball. That not thing last is night. Nasty. Not last night, but it. Other than that, yeah, I know. It, in the All Star game, it, yeah. though, he was making he made Real Muto, Grandal, <laughs> and Max Muncy look like yeah. children. Uh, <laughs> seriously, holy cow! But yeah, I mean, it's going to be a fun week and a half here to see what's going to happen, what moves uh, the top four teams in the American prediction. What? What do they do? The Yankees? Yes. In terms of who they're getting? Yes. I think they get Marcus Stroman. Okay, you think they get Stroman for what? You see, that's you don't have to break it down by the exact guy, but who do you think is going to be like the centerpiece of the deal? Jeez. Oh, uh, and is it just Strowman? I think it's just uh, mm, because that package, like you said, that package deal is something very interesting. I didn't think about it. I didn't think about it that way. I didn't think about getting the starting pitcher along with the reliever. So if you if you bring in 
right? Strowman, and then you bring a tag along with Ken Giles with him, you got to give up a lot more. Mm. I think you got to give up an extra body. Now, if you only get Strowman, you're good with a prospect and probably... Clint Frazier? Yeah, maybe Clint Frazier, right? But if you give up a... uh, If you're going with a Ken Giles, I think you got to go up You got to amp it up. You got to amp it up a little bit. I I don't necessarily know who, because if I go the, the route of Floreal... I'm thinking about their outfield a little bit. Will he really? Because I mean, you got um, Kevin Biggio. Yeah. And, and, well, I, I look. I'm looking at it that way. Kevin Biggio and I, and probably Randall Grichik are the guys that are going to stick. But other than that, you it, think they're going to keep T. Oscar Hernandez around, or they have that kid, uh, Rowdy Rowdy Tellez, Tellez. first baseman, yeah. though. Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know enough about. And they've I they're flexing the Lourdes Gurriel out there, but yeah, yeah. he's but, a shortstop. But I, I think that it, it, like it, his brother Yuli, yeah, trying to play him that route. Yeah, well, Yuli's a third baseman who plays first now, but right. he plays everywhere at this point. Yeah, he's but, like but he new, sucks defensively. But, but, so but wherever they put him, he kills him. But I, but I think if you if, if you're going down the route of Marcus Stroman, right? If you're going a package, you got to ask about Florial's going. Okay. All right. What do you think, Mike? I'm going a different round. I'm going Matthew Boyd, Shane Green from Detroit. Shane Green? What are we giving up for freaking Matt Boyd, you dung? You boil? Boil. (laughs) (laughs) Bubbles. 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 I thought it was more of a buttercup. Um, You're more of a rubber ducky. <laughs> you it looks like if I squeeze you you make a noise. Squeak, squeak. Squeak, squeak. <laughs> I'm like the Pillsbury Doughboy. Yeah, uh, I tickle your belly. I, I, <laughs> I'm going I'm going to say you have to give up Frazier. Ew. And maybe one or one other guy. I think it's a little bit cheaper than Stroman. I I I'm really oh. buying Minnesota in on either Stroman or Bumgarner and I don't know who I think if they if they can't land Bumgarner, I think they'll amp it for Stroman. That's my only thing on Minnesota. Mike Guido, where do you lean for the New York Yankees? You want Zach Wheeler? <sighs> no, we don't no, take him screw anymore. you. Yeah. All right, I tried. Give hey, us, look, I'll take, take Zach. I'll take Zach Wheeler if you if you if know, just take if we just take it, Zach yeah, Wheeler. That's if it. we just take him, I'll just you know, I'll, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he's, we'll, still, he's still on the cheap, so we'll I'll, send, I'll we'll send you some Cracker Jacks if you want. How about how about this? How about this? We'll we'll take Zach Wheeler. We'll give you a couple of untuck it shirts. <laughs> Those shirts look awesome, dude. By the way, I, you have any idea how expensive they are? Though they're I like hundred bucks a shirt. Yeah, I can imagine. I but can, they do look nice. Yeah, they, they look do. like nice shirts. All right. <laughs> um. Anyway, I am gonna guess that the Yankees pulled the trigger on straight up. I think it'll be Syndergaard for Davy Garcia. Holy straight shit. up, straight up. What the? Oh, f- straight up. Oh. I, that's a way to end the show. Oh, that's my. what I think will happen. <laughs> Holy crap! Oh. And I am, field there, I am not. I look. I'm gonna go home and cry myself. I would myself love it. I, would love, uh, I, I, I said it before. I'd like a Noah Syndergaard. How about on this? The you get Davy Garcia and you get Mike Ford. <laughs> Listen, no, Mike Talkman. <laughs> Yeah, think about no, but they, no, but Davy Garcia alone is a price is, is sort of Davy Garcia is really yeah. good, dude. No, that that's fine. That's he's a top level player. But if I'm the Yankees' best guy, if yeah. the Mets are trading Syndergaard, it's not for one guy. It's got to be multiple guys. All right, how about Davy Garcia? will give you Tyler Wade, 
and Mike Talkman. And Mike Talkman. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta take Mike Talkman. Please take Mike Talkman. No, I actually like Mike Talkman. I think he's I, a, hate I, him. I think he's done. I think he's terrible. A, little, a pretty good job. He sucks balls. <laughs> All right, so you're going the route of Noah Syndergaard. I think that's the and most da- likely. Davey Garcia switches spot. I look. I, I'll say this too, though. I would love to see Trevor Bauer, and I used to hate Trevor Bauer. I really yeah. did. I I used to think that he was almost as overrated as they came because I feel like every time I watched him pitch, he would get rocked. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? But just don't let him over face. the past three years, he's been lights out. Just don't let him face Max Kepler. Dude owns. No, him. I'm yeah. We're gonna G- go to the bullpen. We'll we'll the- have we'll have Giovanni or Shella pitch <laughs> whenever Max Kepler comes in. <laughs> Did you see that stat by the way the other night for Kepler? His last five at bats against Bauer, all home runs. Oh Jesus! Wow. Yeah. Uh, but before we end the show, real quick, I just want to give a shout out to the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim because the weekend that they had. Oh my! That set. was the most unbelievable Unre- thing that was I've awesome. ever seen. I mean, Friday night. You throw a combined no-hitter. Right. Taylor Cole and Felix yeah. Pena throw a combined no-hitter. Which yeah. is outstanding, right? And then you have the entire, you know, taking the jerseys off your back, putting it on the mound. His mom threw out the first pitch. Skaggs. Yeah, yeah Skaggs. Skaggs is, Tyler Skaggs', Skaggs mom, mom threw, out the, first threw pitch. out the first pitch with his wife there. And I think it was his dad God. and his brother. Or what, and you... you Mike Trout hits a bomb in the first and his four first at bat. 454. Did you hear the score thing too? The 713. Oh, yeah, the, yeah. 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 They score seven runs in the first inning. They score 13 on the game. Tyler Skaggs' birthday was 713. The next day. Yeah. I mean, and the combined no hitter was the first one that happened since the year Tyler Skaggs was born. The day that Tyler Skaggs the was day born. The day was t- 713. <sighs> 1991, I believe it was. His, his, was was his the first one? It, it happened since in the Angels organization, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Or in Los Angeles. Which crazy. Was, it, 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 it's it, unbelievable. Crazy. Just a, a, unbelievable, you know, events this weekend for, for, for the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. And obviously, you don't want to lose anybody, right? No. And, and when, when I read that, that, that he passed away, that kind of that hit me. That hit me pretty hard because. He was right around our age. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you don't want to see guys, you know, Professional ball players scary losing losing their life. You don't want to see anybody losing their life, yeah. Especially somebody who, of that age who we're so close to in terms of age, right? Mm-hmm. So I just want to give a shout out to them. Yes. The weekend that they that they had, they've actually played pretty good ball since that happened. Yeah, yeah. you know, I'm not I'm not. They're saying, right back in the wild yeah. card race. I think they're four and a half out, and and that's definitely something that motivates the team that keeps them together. Play for Tyler Skaggs. Let's go out there and they uh, pull a St. Louis Blues. Yeah, and yeah. come out of nowhere. Yeah, you know, like. You guys didn't Pretty think much. I knew any hockey, did you? No, you, we know you know you a little. Bit. I saw. I no, I don't know anything. Um, real quick before we go, yeah. last few last few words. Rangers put Pavel Buchnevich and Vlad Nemesikov on the trading block to clear up more cap space. All right, Buchnevich is because he's arb- arbitration, arbitration eligible. Nemesikov has one more year left, yep. so interesting. They're freeing up money on the uh, Jacob Truba front. Yeah. So. so with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, that's how we're going to end the show today. Um, thanks for the, to, to Mike Guido for joining us here today. Yeah, it, was it's so, always, it was a hassle. It's always fun to have Mike Guido here in the studio with us uh, talking, to, talking to sports, obviously, right? Thanks to our producer, Big Mike Rifkin, for joining us as well. I'm Renee Canales. We'll see you guys. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Take care and enjoy the sports evening. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.